It is the technological world, and Blaine Kylo is the guy. Solocore.com is the website, and uh, here we are to get into the gaming and so much more. First, though, middle of the summer, Blaine Kylo, dad mode in full effect. Are you getting any work done in your home office, or are you running around with kids all the time? I'm actually getting a lot of work done. The kids, I had one kid that decided to do summer school. So, in fact, today was her last day of doing pre-cal. So that that was a wait, July wait, like of calculus. Math. Yeah. So you have a child who decided on their own to do pre-calculus in the summertime. Yeah, four hours a day for the entire month of July. Mm. Yeah. So that, that was one. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it was it was her decision. Uh, I think she's pretty glad to be done with it now. Yeah. And I bet. and the other one, the other thirteen-year-old is just sort of liking that he can do whatever he wants and nobody's bugging him. So literally right. letting him roam around and it's been warm enough that he and his friends daily trips down into Lynn Canyon to go for a swim in the creek and jump off the rocks into the into Lynn Creek and they're living their best lives because they're nice. 13. Because they're 13. Good stuff. Glad to hear it. Well, spending more time in the basement playing video games while they're outside living real life is their dad. And um, where should we uh, where should we get started here with the uh, Pikmin? Do you want to get the clip or what do we got? Yeah, let's let's listen to what we've got. It kind of sets the stage for what this game's all about. On this planet, you'll meet tiny plant-like creatures called Pikmin. And this adorable rescue puff, Ochi. Good boy. Save the castaways, repair the damaged spaceship, and discover the many secrets hiding on this planet. All right, tell us about it. It's cute. Well, this is very. This is it, it. It is absolutely that. Pikmin Four is the latest charm offensive from Nintendo. This is a game for the Switch, of course. And as the numeral suggests, it's the fourth game in this series. Um, and the mechanics have mostly been the same all the way along. You find yourself on this planet, you're an explorer, and you get stranded on the planet, and you need to repair your ship, and so you need to navigate your way around the space, and you do that by um, getting help from Pikmin, these little sort of plant-like creatures. They're tiny little things that have these little sprouts coming out of their heads. You plant them with the seed and then they grow and you pluck them out of the ground and they become essentially a little mini army that you can direct. And so they will help you by knocking down obstacles. They will carry heavy objects to your ship. So as you're exploring the space and finding the parts to fix your ship or finding the collectibles to power your ship, um, you're collecting different types of Pikmin, so there are different types that have different abilities, and you're corralling them, you're directing them, you're managing them, and that's really, at its core, what Pikmin games are about. It's actually teaching you how to be a manager. You're trying to figure out where to send these little things, you're trying to figure out what to have them do for you, 
and you need to protect them from um, falling off cliffs or not coming back in time because there's a time mechanic that is a part of the Pikmin games. In the original Pikmin games, it was actually a draconian time mechanic. When you got to the end of the day, you 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 kind of lost everything. You kind of lost the game. Pikmin 4 is not quite as dramatic. You do have to complete activities by the time the day ends. And if the day ends before you've your Pikmin are back on the ship and they've finished collecting all the things that you sent them to collect, you lose the Pikmin and you lose the things. But there's plenty of time for you to manage this. And there's a rewind mechanic that Nintendo has built into Pikmin 4. So if you do get to the end of the day and things have gone badly for you, you can simply rewind a little bit so that you can change your approach and then you're not gonna lose your little Pikmin. You also have, as we heard in the clip there, the assistance of a companion, this dog-like Ochi, who can carry you around and can also attack on your behalf. Pikmin 4 is the most fun you're gonna have playing a video game this summer and you can play it on the Nintendo Switch. That's cool. Um, it sounds very dictatory, almost. Um, also, kind of sounds like Fraggle Rock. It, there's there's absolutely some Fraggle Rock charm here, um, and don't I, I hope I didn't mischaracterize it too much by billing it as a game that teaches you how to be a manager. You're not really a dictator here. These creatures are very willingly helping you, and you collect more and. And you you have to manage them in the right way, um, but yeah, it's it's fun, it's charming, it's adorable. Nice, like it. It's very cute, by the way. I know that it's just all I've seen here really is the picture, but with their little sprouts coming out of their heads, I mean, that's kind of fun. And I would imagine with these, I don't know what you know these games on the phones, like the farm games and all these different ones that you sort of build that community. I think that um, what was the one Callie playing today? It was building a hotel. So it's kind of like they've taken the old world of Sim and turned it into a whole experience that fits that world. It's very similar mechanics. It, it's, it's, it's managing the resources that you have at your disposal and making sure you apply them in the right way. That is a very apt comparison. And really, it's taking those same mechanics, the, the, the managerial mechanics, and just finding interesting ways um, to present them and... Pikmin 4 is just a really nice package. All right, cool. Um, I like it. Blaine Kylo is here. Solocore.com is the website for you to go to and check it out. Puzzles are good for the brain. Digital puzzles like Tetris was probably the first real one. They seem to be um, quite popular and also recommended for the brain too. I, I really like puzzles and I like puzzle games and I really like games that take puzzles and build them into different types of packages. And so Might and Magic Clash of Heroes is an example of that. This was originally developed by Toronto's Capybara Games and published by Ubisoft back in 2009 for the DS handheld from Nintendo. And it's recently been remade by Dotimu, which is a French publisher. And I managed to get my hands on a copy for our Nintendo Switch because not only did I want to play this game again, but I wanted my kids to play it. So this is a really interesting experience. There's this really interesting, fun, melodramatic story about lost children and they're fighting this demon lord. But what makes it interesting is 
the way you go against and you battle the opponents through the course of the game. You've got these troops that are on your side of the board and you have to organize them and rearrange them and place them in such a way so that they fall into color-coded groups of threes. And only when they're in groups of threes will they become attacking or defending groups. And the whole point of this is you need to make sure that you're attacking in the right way and in the right places to do damage to your opponent, but also creating groups of threes to protect yourself against the attacks that will come from your opponent. And it can be a really fine line to walk between do I attack, do I defend, and how does that work? The whole time you're rearranging parts on a board to fit the pattern that will that will give you success. Um, it's a really fun and interesting game. I've got one of the kids playing it already, and he's very interested. He's only at the beginning, just sort of figuring out how the pieces come together. And after a couple of more hours, he's going he's gonna to realize just how complicated this game can become. All right, puzzles, good for the brain. I always notice on the airplane. That's where a lot of people play the puzzle games, when they're sitting on an airplane. That's how I notice it. I wouldn't have really know what anybody plays, because would you call the Candy Crushes of the World a puzzle game? It, it absolutely is. It's, it's, a, it's a puzzle matching game, so it's maybe not as complicated. All you're really doing is shifting things around. Um, but it's absolutely a puzzle game. It's just pattern recognition. Yeah, it's cool. There was another one that I saw a lady playing. Um, last time when I came back from Ottawa. It was strange. It was like that, but it was its own version of it. I couldn't figure it out as I was trying to spy over her shoulder <laughs> to figure out what she was doing. Well, that's that's one of the really interesting things is, is the developers that are able to take a basic mechanic like match three symbols so that you can sort of make them disappear from the screen. And how can you take that and make it different, make it interesting? Puzzle Quest took that match three mechanic and turned it into a really interesting story-based game where in doing the matching of things, you were actually creating attacks against an opponent. So another example of a game that takes a puzzle mechanic but packages it in a way that makes it something different and something more. We're over time with Blaine Kylo because last week we ran out of time, wanted to talk about the different technology bits and pieces that were coming out because Samsung has some new stuff. Before we get there, Blainer, um, what do you got for us with this Razer? Yeah, just a, a quick note about the Razer Nexus software. So Razer is a technology company. They've built all kinds of really cool gaming laptops. All of their tech is really focused around gaming. And they've got the Kishi gaming controller. So this is a frame that you can get for your iPhone or your Android device. You slip your phone in there and it gives you console controller like controls for your mobile device and it means that you just have a better experience when you're streaming games from your nvidia your playstation your steam or your xbox libraries what's happened with the latest version of the nexus software that runs as a part of the kishi controller is you can launch into your games directly from the app. So instead of having to go into your Xbox app to play Xbox games and your PlayStation app to play those games, you go into the Nexus app and you can add directly into that app the games that you have from all of those different platforms. So you go into your Nexus app and with one tap, you can play any of the games that are available um, through those services. So it's just a really fun way to 
make getting into your gaming on your mobile device easier. And of course, the Nexus software is also at the core of the Razer Edge, which is a portable purpose-built Android tablet, like a big phablet that also fits into the Kishi controller. So fun gaming options from Razer. Now, if I understand this correctly, I would like to try to describe this unit to everybody. It's kind of like a, like a, a video game console, like everyone can imagine, but it opens up and your phone pops into the middle of it and then your phone gets held there. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So if you take a game controller and you break it into two parts, so you've got a right part and a left part, and imagine that you've got um, a strap in the background where you can put your device and hold your device and then the two halves of the gaming controller come on either side of your handset. And so really you're putting a controller on the sides of your game, or your, your uh, mobile phone, which is in a horizontal orientation, which is how you're playing most of your games. And so you're not having to use touch screens or those sort of virtual key uh, controller interfaces that games will have to play on mobile devices. You can actually use console controller controls, and it's just a much better experience being able to play those games on your phone. Because you can. With all of these different streaming devices, you can play them on your phone now. You can play these console games on your phones. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and, and yeah, and it's cool, and take it off, which is cool, too, when you want to, you know, use your phone like a normal phone, which is pretty cool stuff. Okay, new technology, Blaine Kylo's Samsung. Yeah, Samsung's summer announcements came out last week. These are the the sort of the devices that Samsung is getting excited about. They're all available for pre-order now. They actually release next week on August 11th. Samsung is the only... Um, handset manufacturer that is creating these days flip and fold phones. And so we've got the Galaxy Z Flip 5 and the Galaxy Z Fold 5 are now available. Um, and these are just really interesting form factors that nobody else is doing right now. The Flip really is about um, using it for photos and things like that. The Flex window that's on the front of the Flip phone is a really interesting way to set up for I'm taking photos because the phone can sit on its own. So you can do selfies in really interesting ways away from the phone. And the Fold 5 is really uh, around being functional. So you get that double real estate of screen when you open it up. A key accessory for the Z Fold 5 is the S Pen, which is created to work with the Fold handsets. Um, and a really interesting way to be able to turn your handset into a note-taking device. Um, other things that Samsung had to share last week, a new version of the Galaxy Watch 6. There are two models, the standard Watch 6 and the Watch 6 Classic, which has the rotating bezel, which is kind of cool functionality. They are available with optional cellular connections, as always. And the latest Galaxy tablet is the Tab S9. These have beautiful displays. It's one of the things that Samsung has always had to elevate its tablets above some of the others available are really good AMOLED displays. The new Tab S9s have high dynamic range and dynamic refresh rates as well. So if you're playing games or watching TV and movies, these are good tablets to do it. 
And really that's what the tab, that's what Samsung is billing the Galaxy Tab S9. They're not really trying to make it seem like it's a productivity device. This is a device that you're going to use for drawing on, for watching movies on, and for playing games on. There are three different sizes, the S9, the S9 Plus, and the great big S9 Ultra, which is almost 15 inches in size. Whoa. Pretty good for personal viewing. They have, um, I have the Z4. I mean, it's decent. The little line in the middle is not obvious when you're looking at the screen. So, I mean, I like it. I like, I like what some of the things that Samsung's doing. And I, I just got their smart tag or whatever you call it for my suitcase. Easiest thing in the world to set up. So I think that they're, they're doing some really good things over there. They've come, become the go-to Android, really. Yeah, they, they, they really have. And they're really, um, they do innovation in their own ways. And it's really interesting to see how they will come up with ideas that Apple then steals or borrows mm. or finds their own way to implement. But it's also true the other way where, you know, Apple and other manufacturers and, and technology companies will come up with ideas. And the whole point is, hey, that's a really good idea. How can we make that and incorporate that into our technology? And Samsung's really good at that. Really good. All right, uh, solocore.com. You want to find out more about Blaine Kylo? That's his Twitter as well, or his X, I should say. Um, thanks so much for being here, brother. You're welcome. Welcome to August. <laughs>